important, number one. If we want to have a relationship, we have to hear his voice. Yeah. And as we hear his voice, and as we receive his unconditional love, that's the second important thing. We can only receive his unconditional love when we are able to hear him, you know? And that's so important. Otherwise, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know how much God loves us, we are not able to do anything. We try to do stuff, you know. So as we hear God's voice and as we receive God's unconditional love and as we work on our heart issues, heart issues means like not like, you know, stop uh, sinning. Yes, that as well. That is important as well. But the root problems... One of the things what our pastor always says to me is, a problem is never that problem. It's always the root. So it's so important that we get to the root of our problems. And as we go to the roots of our problems, as we receive the anointing, we become more and more like Jesus. And, sorry, I need water. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. And as we become more and more like Jesus, we get character like Jesus. Like, watch the order of it, okay? We become like Jesus in sense of the character, okay? The anointing and authority. That's so important, the order, the character, the anointing, and authority. And then the last part is, he, Jesus, has commissioned us, catch the fire, Scarborough, to go into every corner of this world and to give it away. And to give it away. We can't give something we don't have to give it away and to make disciples of all nations. Guys, that's it. That's who we are. That's the foundation. And from that on, I would like to build up something. So I'm now more than two years, I'm, I'm part of this family. And I'm still struggling with stuff, you know. And that is, like, I'm, I'm not saying if you struggle with something, you don't belong into this family and you are, what is wrong with you? Man, like Jesus is with us and we have this. Why are you still struggling? It's a process, right? It's a process. And one of the things, like our young people and I and my wife, we are praying every morning and we are asking God, God, there is so much more for us. There is so much more. Jesus wants us to have, Jesus wants, wants us to be like him. And to do the same and more. And when I think about being like Jesus, as you go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, chase out demons. As you go love people unconditionally like God loves you. I'm not able. I'm not able to, God, I'm not able to do that. We pray and we don't see every time people getting healed. Is that God's fault? I don't want to give anyone, to anyone fault, but it's not God. It's not on God's side. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to give anyone, like, it's not like, you know, it's my fault, it's your fault. Forget about this. But one thing is sure, it's not from him. It's not on his side, right? So I was thinking, God, what is it? Give me a new revelation. What does it mean? How can we go further? Like, what do you want us to uh, get? How can we reach to that standard? We are already accepted. Like, you have, don't misunderstand me, okay? Reaching his standard doesn't mean work, work, work. Do, do, do. Be perfect. Give an amazing uh, speech. Be without failure. No. Raising the standard means the commission he gave us. The commission as you go. Or Romans. I forgot the Bible verse. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. It, it is somewhere in Romans. From him are all things. Through him are all things. And to him are all things. For him be the glory forever. Amen? And this is what this is all about. Our foundation is all about this. From him, through him, and for him. And glory only to him forever and ever. Amen? Amen. So, what is holding us back? And I like pictures. Like God talks to me in pictures often. And um, before I go into these pictures, I would like to share a dream I had. When I asked God that question, I had a dream. And in that dream, I met Holy Spirit. Okay, like how does Holy Spirit look like? I met a childhood friend in my dream, and I knew that's the Holy Spirit, okay? So I met him, and I was so excited to ask him all kinds of questions. So, but he came, he had nine kids around him. He came, and he, like, he was so happy to see me, and I was so happy, and I was excited. I was like starting to ask questions, but he's like, Kyan, it's so important that you abide in Jesus, Kyan, it is so important that you abide in Jesus. I'm like, yes, yes, I know that Bible verse. I know it, I know it. Yeah, but Jesus, uh, Holy Spirit, Kyan, it's so important that you abide in Jesus. That is so important. And I'm like, yes, I know that Bible verse. Everyone knows, right? Guys, come on. We, we know even that picture about that branch and, you know, being stuck to it. And the Holy Spirit was saying again and again, It's so important that you abide in Jesus. And there's more to that dream. But then I woke up. And then I asked the Holy Spirit, help me, Holy Spirit. Like, you are always with me. Jesus is always with me through the Holy Spirit. Help me to be aware of you all the time. What does it mean to to abide in you and with you? What does it mean? And what, does, what, is the, what are the stuff that holds us back to abide in you? So today I would like to talk about the le- different lenses we use, okay? The, the, the lens we see stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? For example, when we wear a pink glass, what do we see everywhere? Pink. We see everything pink, right? So these are the different lenses there are more, but I just selected this four. And I would like to just 
Maybe you know that already, but it's good to hear it again. It helped me a lot to understand, okay? So sometimes our first lens, the glass we're wearing, is experience, okay? Experience is amazing when we have encounters with God. Encountering God, today's, uh, this year's theme is encounter, not encounter, encountering God's transforming presence. And that, these experiences are amazing. But do you know these experiences when we, you know, don't see people getting healed and when we see, like, our family members dying, we pray and we don't get answers, right? All these experiences, when we see Jesus through all these experiences, can you see through here? When we see Jesus through all these experiences, we are going to have a wrong picture. So I was, uh, recently I was listening to Bill Johnson, okay? I don't remember the whole sermon, but one thing, I was like, wow, the Holy Spirit was like, kind, listen to this, listen to this. The favorite place, the favorite hiding place of unbelief is misapplied theology. Come on, did you get it? The favorite place of unbelief is misapplied theology, misapplied view of things. Okay, back to the point. You know what we see? We see Jesus through our experience, and we just identify Jesus through our experiences. Yeah. I have some notes here written down. <laughs> experience shouldn't define Jesus. Jesus always defines our experiences. Amen? Amen. Come on! Then we have theology. Amazing, man. Like, I'm not, nothing against theology. That's so good. You can learn so much. Can someone read, or can we open up the Bible to 1 Thessal Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13? Because I want to make that clear before I continue. Just open up. If you don't have it, I'm going to read it. So, remain. Dear, dear brothers and sisters, honor, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. So why I'm sharing that is, I'm not talking theology down. I'm not talking people down who are showing or teaching us theology. But when we look through the lens of theology, because nowadays all kinds of teachings are available on YouTube, right? All kinds of teachings. And when we start to see Jesus through these teachings, through these theologies, then we have, a, again, unbelief hides in wrong applied theology. Unbelief is a sin. The Bible calls unbelief a sin. And without us knowing, we don't even recognize it, that unbelief hides in our wrong 
way of thinking, a wrong way of our perspective. Theology are amazing tools, right? Amazing tools. But one of the things what we, very quick what we do is, we hear preachers preach on YouTube, they go through stuff, okay? They go through sicknesses or whatever. Again, I just want to make sure we honor and respect the preachers, on everyone. But when we start to see through their theology, when we start first, when, we are, when our lens is their theology, their teachings, then we identify Jesus with their experience. They are sick? Oh God, that must be like... I have, like, then nothing is wrong when I am sick, you know? Like, God, you did it with him. No problem. I will suffer through this. I will go through this. I will go through this. Unbelief's favorite hiding place is wrong applied theology. Never. Can we do something? Never. Let's question the preachers on YouTube. Never question God, His goodness, and Him. We are so quick because we hear preachers preach. Anything, again, like that's why I wrote the Bible verse in the beginning. Let's honor and respect them for who they are. But at the same time, let us not question God when we hear them preaching and we don't see in their life what is going on. Again, not to judge them. I'm not pointing their, uh, my finger on them. Let us not question God. Let us question them. God, that doesn't line up with you. It's amazing theology, but that doesn't line up with you. And the second, that will shock you. Okay? That will shock you. When we see Jesus through the Bible, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Listen to me. I know, like, no, 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 it's not... You will, you will say, oh, wow, come on. So you know why people say God is a bad God, God is an angry God, God is just so unrighteous. And Come on, man, look at in the Bible. Look, Jesus, through the Bible, God can't be good. God is an angry God. There is wars. He's killing people. How can God be good? Look through the Bible. Then you will see Jesus. He is not that real good, good Jesus, you know. Whatever he did, it doesn't, it's not that great. There's still an angry God. and You know what I mean? Before, I want to make sure. Psalm 1905, let's read that. I'm not talking Bible down, okay? That's why I'm like, guys, everyone is going to be like, oh, Cayenne, come on, man. How can you talk about the Bible like this? 119, that's one of the Bible words our pastor shared recently. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I believe the Bible is 100% truth. I believe the Bible is from God. Every single word is from God. But when we see... You, do you guys... Who watched the movie, Paul? Like, Paul? Yeah, right? That was the movie? Who watched the movie? I'm looking for my water. I'm so sorry. Here. Who watched the movie Paul? Paul the Apostle. 
I was, I had great expectation. It's an amazing movie, okay? Again, I'm not um, fingering my uh, finger or my, no judgment behind this, okay? I watched that movie. I was like very excited, went to that movie. And then I see a Paul very sad and, you know, somehow like suffering and go through things. You know why they made that movie like this? Because they saw Paul through the Bible, through the Old Testament. And again, Bible is important, guys. Bible is important. You will understand when I bring the next point. Then you will, that will everything make sense. It will every, everything will make sense. I wrote down 100% truth in his fullness. Okay? Now, what I felt the Holy Spirit teaching me is, whatever you see, see it through the teaching of Jesus. You know why? Let's open the Bible to John 14, 9. Jesus replied, have I, been, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Jesus came and showed us the Father, the unconditional love of the Father. He loved us so much. And one of the Bible was in Romans says, if you are my true disciples, then you will follow my teachings and the truth will set you free. If you are my true disciples, you will obey, follow my teachings. And that, I'm like, yes, come on. The teachings of Jesus is the heart of the Father. Right? And now... Don't miss anything in the Bible. Don't miss anything. Just as we talked about Bible being the love letter of the Father. But when you look here first, you will see an angry God. But when you look here through here, you see the full picture. There's more to it, guys. That's more to it. Are the Gospels or is the Bible more important? Both the same. Both the same. Right? Amen. Right? Both the same. That's not a question. Both are same important for us. Okay? That's the whole Bible. But when we start to see everything through the teachings of Jesus, the unbelief gets exposed. And has no more space. Because, the, like I mentioned that, that's why I mentioned that in the beginning. As we hear God's voice, as we receive his unconditional love, that's his heart. That is who he is. And that is in his teachings. Jesus, when you see Jesus, you see the Father. When you see the Father, you see Jesus. When you see the Holy Spirit, you see Jesus. When you see the Jesus, then you see the Holy Spirit. When you see the Father, you see the Holy Spirit. He came to show us the Father. And we start see to see all our situations, circumstances through his teachings, the Bible, the experiences, the theology. It's never about anyone else than Jesus. For from him are all things. And through him, 
For from him are all things, and through him are all things, and to him are all things. For him be the glory forever. Amen. Come on, man. Come on. Okay, let's stay here. Um, now, let's. What does it mean to see through the perspective of the Gospels, four Gospels? I start to listen. I'm encouraging you eat the four Gospels. Eat it. I'm not showing off by saying, you know, like I, every night I'm just sleeping with the. I'm doing that, but it's not about, you know, like, oh, I read the Bible. You should. It is important. There is so much. It's like a glass. We wear a glass, right? We see everything clearer through the glass and everything makes sense. Let's say you are completely blind. You can see everything like somehow blurry. When you put the glass on, you are able to see everything clear. This is the glass. This is the truth. And Jesus is the only way. He only will set you free. Through Jesus, I just uh, would like to mention some points. What is available through Jesus? Encounter. What, what can we learn through this lens? What is Jesus teaching us? Now another shock. Ready? No, I'm joking. So... I honor every, like everyone who talks about the mantle of Elijah, the mantle, like the double portion, I honor that, okay? But when I read the New Testament, guys, I read, can we read John 14, 12? Hang on here, okay? Don't be like, Kyan, where are you going, man? Okay, can we read John 14, 12? Okay. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. So what does it mean? So Jesus says, I'm going to go, but I'm leaving something behind. And that is going to enable you to do the same and more. Is it double? Is it double? Is he talking about the double portion? He is talking about the more. Mathematically, what is more? Can you... Mathematical among us, anyone who can explain to me what more means? More means more. The fullness, the kingdom of God. I give you the mantle. Jesus says, I go, but I give you my mantle. I give you my mantle, and you know how much is in there? The fullness of the kingdom. A blank check. You decide. Unbelief hides. Unbelief's favorite hiding place is misapplied theology. We don't see the fullness because without us knowing theology, we are applying theology wrong. We are applying God's heart wrong, what God is trying to communicate. Thank you, Jesus. Same and more. Same and more. Jesus because of Jesus, we are able to have a relationship with him. The Holy Spirit is always with us, right? 
We do, I don't feel that all the time. But he is. The fact is, he's always with me. He's always with you. He's always with us. Let's learn to be aware of him more and more. Because that's available for us now. This is the price he paid. That's, I think that's one of the main reasons. You know? Yes, our sins are forgiven and everything. And because of that, we are now connected to our Father. Come on. Handling problems. Oh, that is my favorite for tonight, for tonight today morning. Cause sorry. So, here. Jesus is talking about suffering is not wrong. Problems are not wrong. Right? But how are we viewing that? What is the lens we are looking at it? Is it the theology? Is it our experience? Because other people's experience or my experience, that teaches me how I have to handle pain and suffering. Or is it even the Bible, how I have to handle uh, problems and circumstance and suffering? How did Jesus handle problems and situations and circumstances? He never saw a problem as a problem. He saw everything as an opportunity to glorify God. So all things are from him. All things through him and all things for him. For to him be all glory forever and ever and ever. So every problem, I was uh, sharing that with our young people last Friday. So let's say these are all problems, okay? Coffee, milk, yogurt, and a small milk. <laughs> problems come in different sizes, Right? Our problems, our sufferings, everything come in different sizes and form, right? Right? No? It's not always the same. So let's say you have a small problem. Now, through the teachings of Jesus, we see when there was a storm, he was not worried. He was sleeping on a stone. And it's like... Hey, guys, what, what is wrong with you? Like, don't you believe? Like, he stopped the storm. So he, he didn't see the storm as a problem. He saw it as an opportunity. Then there were sicknesses, pe- demons coming. Oh, man, like, I, I met once in Switzerland. There was a guy, demon-possessed. And I, I'm telling you, I was like, I had little respect. This guy's, like, screaming and do, going crazy. Jesus, wa- just, Jesus, like, walking there. Demons, they come. Oh, son of God, what, am I, what I have to do with you? Leave me alone. Every evil has to bow down before Jesus. Our pastor was mentioning it for a couple of weeks ago. I'm in Jesus and Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me. I am in Jesus and Jesus is in me. All power and authority is given to Jesus. All authority and power from heaven and earth is given to Jesus. And Jesus says, therefore, go. Jesus is in me. I'm in Jesus. Therefore, go, because through the name of Jesus, through the intimate relationship with Jesus, as you be, abide in me, you take all the resources I have. Through the name of Jesus, yeah. abide in me, abide in me, and get everything what I have, and apply it around you. Yeah. Back to this, Okay. 
Do you think this is empty? Would anyone sell an empty milk thing? No. No. What is in it? Milk. What is this? I, I would like you guys to talk back. Yogurt, come on. Do you think that is empty? No. No store sells you anything empty. You can be sure when you go to a store, you don't even think twice. Oh, let's check if, that is, if there is anything. Let's check. Get it right? That's so funny. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense, right? Every problem. Before we go to this, let me tell you another uh, example. Jesus went filled with the Holy Spirit for 40 days to fast, right? Uh, I used to think he got tempted at the end. But when you read the Bible clearly, 40 days long he was tempted. So now he came empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was filled, he was led by the Holy Spirit, okay? Right? After baptism, he was led by the Holy Spirit, filled by the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Then he got tempted 40 days long. And then he comes out empowered. How did that happen? So was that like this, like a test? God is giving him test. At the end, at the end, God is like, okay, good. Well done. I give you, I empower you now. Now you go. No. Every temptation empowered him. Every victory, this is what I believe. This is what I feel. Every temptation he went through in these 40 days, he overcame. He overcame. He overcame. And that empowered him. So every temptation, every problem, every circumstance is created. It's allowed for us to be empowered. As I was like receiving that from, you know, like the Holy Spirit was like explaining it to me with this, all these nice pictures. And then, you know, the funny thing is, always when you learn something, that will happen to you. That day, I'm like thinking and I'm like, oh, wow, come on. Um, something happened with our car. An accident happened to our car. And you know what the first thing what me and my wife said? Come on, this is a problem. What is inside? I'm not joking. That was so cool, you know? And uh, like we got an envelope with money just uh, without any expectation. Someone blessed us. Whatever. Like this is another story. So again, let's come back to this point. Every problem comes in different sizes and forms. Every problem brings the next level for you. For me and for you. Every problem brings blessings with Can you see the milk? Can you see the milk right now? Come on. You have, if you can see it, you are like Superman. Like, you can see it. When you go through a problem and a circumstance situation, we are not able to see what is inside. But because we are, when we learn to see everything through the teachings of Jesus, then we understand the Father's heart. And we understand problem, Opportunity. Problem? Blessing. Okay, God. The only question is, God, what can I do? 
how can I dismantle, how can I dismantle that problem so that I get the next level? So that I can come closer to you and can get to know you more. How can I do it, Holy Spirit? Help me. This is the best question you can ask. You know, like I'm not down-talking your suffering and problems. Some of you are going through really uh, hard stuff. And like, I'm not talking that down, okay? But I'm just um, sharing with you what I'm learning. Like I went through some crazy stuff as well. That's for another day maybe. But we are brothers and sisters. We are a family to encourage each other. We are not pointing our fingers uh, to each other and say, oh man, what is wrong with you? You, are still ha- you still have your problems. When are you going to get it? No, we are not doing that here. We are saying, let's learn together. Let's learn together. It's okay. You're going through this? Let me help you. Let me, let's learn from each other. God brought us here together to learn from each other. God brought us here together to see God in the other person and to honor that person and to respect that person. And even when that, not even, with the problems and circumstances the person goes, we are called, we are here to help each other, right? So when I share this, doesn't mean you have to feel like, oh, so bad, I'm, oh man, I'm so bad. Why Why am I not able to see it like this? <laughs> Come on. So, every problem is an opportunity. Every problem is the next level for you and brings you closer to the Father, the heart of the Father. Do you know for what is this? This step is not just here to be nice. Maybe some stairs are nice, decorative, and everything, but stairs are here to be climbed. It is hard. Imagine now you have leg pain, okay? It is going to be hard to climb that thing, but every step, every problem, every circumstance, every block or whatever, however you want to call it, it's the next level. It's the next level. Glory to glory. From glory to glory. I have a Bible verse for that. I, I can find it. But you know, there is a Bible verse. <laughs> there is a Bible verse. We are called to go from glory to glory. From next level to next level. Not from suffering to suffering. Our Father's heart is from glory to glory. One more important thing. And then we are, we are going to pray. Problems come in different sizes and different forms. And one of the things we have to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do I have to do? And what do I need for milk? I need, I have to get ready. How can I get ready? How can I position myself? Bring some coffee. That is how you can get ready. Bring some coffee, milk in. You enjoy a nice coffee. Yogurt. Bring some fruits, bring some cereals. Yogurt dismantle it, and then you are already positioned. You have everything ready. Put it in, and they enjoy the yogurt. Milk. Bring a glass. You know what I'm saying. Coffee powder. Bring the machine. Position ourselves. Abide in Jesus. Abide in Jesus. 
abide in Jesus. I have still 11 minutes, so let me continue with a little bit more. I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the time, so let me... I have some more. Would you like to hear it? So, one of the things, why I'm asking, or why, why, why is it important that we see everything through Jesus is, let's, uh, let's take um, Roshan, okay? Um, now, I can come to Pastor Ramesh and say, uh, Pastor Ramesh, can you tell me a little bit about, like, I would like to know Roshan, you know? Like, how, can you tell me a little bit how, what is, like, tell me just everything about him. You are limited. Mm-hmm. You are limited to tell me about Roshan. Then I can go a little bit closer. Let's go to his mom. Ask him about, ask her about him. And even she is limited. The best is you go to him. And he is able to tell you everything. So let's, this is good, this is good, this is good. Let's look everything through Jesus. Let me pull out the notes. Oh, this is a good one. The points, like, you know, oh yeah, this is, these lenses are not just a viewpoint. These lenses, without us knowing, are empowering what is going out or what is coming out. You know what I mean? It's not just the perspective you have. That is actually empowering. It gives the power. Like whatever, when you look through experience and you think like, yeah, like you know, to be like this is okay, whatever, then you, you empower that, like you empower that thing to exist in your life. When you look it through the Bible, when you look it through the through theology, you empower, you empower that in our, like we empower that in our lives without us knowing. Again, the favorite place of unbelief is misapplied theology. This is the last point, and then we pray. Back in Switzerland, I was 18. I did my car license. And my car instructor, like, okay, like, picture that with me, okay? I'm, like, driving, and I'm so nervous. I'm not able to, like, I, I was so afraid that I'm missing the road, you know? Like, you have to be in the middle of the road, right? So there's the window, like, the front window, right? I'm driving. And what I do is like the side of the road has to go in the corner of the window. Then I knew I'm in the middle of the road. I'm so nervous. I'm focusing on have like with one with one eye. I'm focusing to have the the end like the side of the road. Do you get the picture? Am I explaining it right? I'm focused. You know what my instructor said? Kyan, stop doing that, man. Look forward. Focus where you want to go. Focus where you want to go. Because imagine you drive and you focus on a tree on the right. What, you, what, do you, think, you, you know what is going to happen? You're going ri- to drive right into that tree or somewhere else. Wherever our focus is, there is where we are going to end up. Abide in Jesus. Focus on Jesus. See everything through the, the four Gospels through the heart of God, 
And you will get where God, you will not only get, you will walk in the fullness of God, what, what God has for us. Everyone can be a person of influence, a great leader, a disciple of Christ. As we hear God's voice, receive his unconditional love, deal with our issues, and receive his anointing, we become more and more and more like Jesus in character, in anointing, and authority. We are commissioned by him, by Jesus, to go out into all the world, give it away, and make disciples of all nations. We are so focused on ourselves. We are so focused on ourselves. You know why? Because we are not seeing it through the teachings of Jesus. So, can I ask you to stand? Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. For from you are all things. Through you are all things. And for you only, God, for you only, Jesus, for you only, Holy Spirit, be all the glory forever and ever and ever. We need you, God. More than the water we drink, we need you. More than the air we breathe, we need you, Lord. Just connect. He's always with us. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach us to abide, not to just visit, to dwell. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My righteousness, (sighs) more than the earth I breathe, more than the more than the air we breathe, God, we need you. Again, we know in our head that you are always with us. 
We honor your presence, Holy Spirit, with our words. We honor your presence, Holy Spirit, in this place with our words. Let it become real, God. Teach us to abide in you. Teach us, Holy Spirit. We say yes as we draw close to you. Thank you that you promised us that you are going to draw closer to us. We just worship you in this place, God. Everything, everything is coming from you and through us. And we just give it back to you, Jesus. Be glorified in this place. Let our lives glorify you. Let our lifestyle glorify you, Jesus. Let our work, let our families, let our hobbies glorify you, Jesus. We ask for a new revelation today about the importance of abiding in you, Jesus. We ask in the name of Jesus, a new revelation for every single one of here about the importance to abide in you, Jesus. What does it mean to abide in you? We give you permission, Holy Spirit. Lead us. Teach us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you guys.